Welcome to the Everyday Mormon Podcast, where your hosts will discuss their daily life experiences, all while being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, let's meet your hosts, Moose, Mike, and Ben. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Everyday Mormon Podcast, episode number 32. Is that right? 32. Can Can you believe it? 32, we've made it. We've got uh, Mike in the building. We've got Ben in the building. And yes, you've got me in the building. So stick along for the EMP podcast. Um, And uh, hey, look, General Conference just ended. Did you guys know that? Oh, yes. And by the way, they're all three different buildings, just in case anybody's curious out there. Yeah, they're three different buildings. I'm in one building. You're in one building. He's in one. Yes, correct. That is is true. (laughs) Just had to make, make sure that was clear. No, I guess it wasn't clear from the different locations where right. they were when they were talking. <laughs> yeah, but conference just ended. That's that's awesome conference it was for me anyway. And so much to talk about. We got to make sure we're careful that we don't jump topics too much tonight, I think, because we can carry this on for a long time. Or maybe we're on the same one all night long. Who knows how this goes? We'll see. Where would you where would you where would you start at, Mike? I mean, there's there's so much we could pick from. What would you like to talk about first from general conference? So the first thing I want to talk about, so I don't forget to mention it later, and this basically just like a uh, you know public service announcement type of thing, as we were asked starting tomorrow or tonight basically to fast uh, as a world a worldwide fast for for COVID nineteen, and so I'm bringing that up now so we can all remember to do that. That is exciting to know. This is the first time that I can ever recall us being asked to do it, other than having a specific purpose for a fast Sunday. Yeah. But to actually call and say, hey, we're going to call upon a special fast on Friday, April the 10th um, for everybody. Uh, and I've seen a lot of different social media pieces posting saying, hey, we're not LD- we're not LDS or we're not members, but we still want to participate. That is just amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah, that is an amazing piece. And we're not – the biggest thing for me, I think, is not just on a Friday, you know, in the middle of the week, but – it's also it's also the world. I mean, you're calling on the entire world to hear what we're what we're asking uh, or what we're going to be doing. Um, so, is it bad if you don't do it? <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't know if it's bad. I, I think that uh, why not? I guess it would be the reason. It would be the question. Well, why wouldn't you do it? But I don't think it's bad if you don't. If the, the prophet asks you to do something specifically, I'd say do it. Yeah. You know, you know, it's also it's that it's for me it's bigger. It's not Good Friday as well. Yeah, that so, is interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, that's so that's you know how much more powerful is that? So what's you know good, I mean? I mean, what's Good Friday, Ben? What do you what do you know Good Friday to be? That's the day that day Christ was crucified and it was put on the cross and he died for our sins. It's like that, that's a Catholic thing, right? That's correct. Good Friday. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, that's what they call it. That's what they call it. I, yes. I've heard it all my life. I don't know what it is. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Moose. Just like oh, that's funny because I was Catholic. Okay. Yeah. So they, today was Holy Thursday. Oh, okay. And then tomorrow is Good Friday, and then obviously Sunday was Easter. Yeah, this Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a, yeah. So I, as a Catholic, when I was originally a Catholic before I was uh, before I converted over to the church, um, that's what it was called. Hmm. Interesting. So why do they call it yeah. Good Friday? I don't. If if Christ died on Friday, why would they call it Good Friday? Uh, listen, I, I think it's one of those questions you just don't ask. <laughs> okay, I'm just asking. As a, as a, as a, as a, when I was in, I, you know, I never asked when I was a, 
when I was a youngin, never asked it. And, you know, I never, yeah, never asked, never asked why it was called Holy Thursday either. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, but yes, that's that's. But you know, it, when, it, it, hey, I, I bring I, it up. I bring it up because um, you mentioned the world to participate. And, yeah, and you remember. And, that's very so. cool. Now, what about what about the thing that uh, the prophet did? What was it called? It was called like a. Hosanna shout or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was on my list for tonight. Too. Oh, was it? Okay, all right. Just speaking of the world stuff. Yeah, like like Ben just mentioned. I just I, I was I'm curious because I was going to ask you guys: Is that something I've never seen that? But I've you know I've only been a member a few years. Isn't that another I, religious I, thing though? I, I don't know. I've never I've, I've I thought it was I at first this is going to sound silly. I thought it was something like um, like a prayer that's shouted. I don't know if that's what you know how it's translated, but. I've never heard of it until they, you know, until the president mentioned it, and right. and then you know, then then we seen it, and I was like, wow, and it was very powerful. Hmm. Yeah, it, well, it was it was done with Joseph Smith when they uh, when the Kirtland, I believe, Kirtland Temple was that was is built. correct. It was uh, when the dedication, right? Right. Thank you. Yeah, and so they they do it at every temple dedication, but I've never been in a temple dedication. I've seen pictures. Um, specifically with a prophet and handkerchief waving in the air, but I've never I've never heard the shout before, so it was new to me, and I've been a member all my life, at least since I was eight, anyway, right? So, I've uh, I, but I've never heard of it. So this was this is um, certainly a sacred, a spiritual event that takes place, and it was pretty spiritual and sacred in my home when when we did it. That was it was pretty cool. It was I wasn't sure how I was gonna how I was gonna react to it because I was like, okay, this is something we can do together. But uh, afterwards, I was like, wow, well, that was very powerful, very powerful for me. Hmm. Yeah, it's just another, uh, you're right. So it's just so, so secret. And I wonder what we, because, you know, what, what the meaning behind our uh, Hosanna shout was, you know, like what, what, what was the meaning? It's done at temples on a dedication. That has a huge meaning. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, why us? Why now? And uh what were we dedicating? I mean, not saying we were secretly dedicating something. I'm just saying, you know, the the meaning behind it uh, for this particular one. From what I understand, it was in celebration, and I guess uh, something else that happened too was the proclamation to the world about the uh, the bicentennial proclamation. And I think that's what the relationship too is the the bicentennial year of of so, the the uh, first vision. So, just how important is that though? Just the you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just one. It's just one of those things that's on my mind that I, I think about after, and I'm like, you know, was I not was I not in in tune, and and did I not do it enough, or was there a, a bigger meaning than what I knew? That's kind of what I think of with everything when I watch a conference. I always think, man, did I was there a hidden meaning there? And I don't think there's ever to be a hidden meaning. Um, that's just the way my mind works. You know, did I yeah. did I miss something? Uh, did I did I not look into that? Did I not pray hard enough? Did I not listen hard enough, stuff like that. Well, you know, I know we have topics to go over, but I, I just got to say this because we we knew it was going to be, we were told by the prophet, this was going to be different than any other conference ever. And we've talked about coming in leading to this weekend, uh, conference weekend about, you know, w- what could it be? And then we had, you know, COVID-19 come into play. And as I was watching conference Saturday, at the first session, at least after the first couple of speakers, I was like, okay, as you said, Moose, did I not prepare enough? Am I missing something? Am I, am I not getting that special moment? Am I not feeling that? Because I know there was COVID-19 um, that made it different, but I know there had to be more than that. But I can tell you by the end of conference after I prayed a little more and tried to look into just not look for something hidden, but just to see things for what they were. 
I truly felt that it was more different and I felt the spirit in any more than any other conference I have. You know, for me, I think it was the very first thing, obviously, when President uh, Nelson comes out and he says it, he said he said it. I told you, you know, this was going to be different. But who would have thought it would have been this different? Like, he, you know, he, and I'm paraphrasing right. what he said, per right. se. And and, you know, but to sit there, I think that for me, I felt like I was more attentive because, um, you know, because one, it, it, it's it was it was weird to see no one in, in yeah. the conference hall. Um, you know, the, the second of all is that it felt like, um, like not to say a special meaning, like Moose was saying, but it felt like I had to listen more. I, I don't know if that makes sense. You know, you would think more people, you have to listen more because you would think more noise and stuff like. But for some reason, I felt like because there was no one there, and it was more of a, it felt more personal. It felt like it was they were talking just to me because it, it was, it's just the appearance or the feel of it. For me, it felt it felt unique. If that and and it. And listen, you can say that it's maybe it's because there was no one there because it's you know COVID nineteen or whatever you want to say, but it felt unique to me. It felt like I was being spoken to. So that's a good point. I, I did find it very interesting. Obviously, with with people not being in the the hall where they were speaking or the place where they were speaking, that they were still using social distancing from from a profit. From you know a speaker perspective, from a general authority perspective, so no matter who you were, you were ten feet away or, or six feet away from you know the other person, and I thought that was really interesting. Like even the leaders of the church abided by the same uh, um, requests that we have from the from a federal level, from a federal government, so the CDC and things like this of mm. social distancing, and so we show that we're you know stewards of the land. And still practice that same thing, not to go about and say, mm, "Nah, we're good. Uh, we're we're fine. We can be close and sitting to, and you know together with one another," but that we listen and, and obey the laws of uh, the, the same thing that it's being asked of us to do. And I thought that was really interesting that we we did that as well. You know, that is a really good point, Moose. And this can take us into our next topic because the next one's going to be really important because he also mentions how we abide by the laws of the land and and this next thing. But to add to that, they don't see themselves as being better than anybody else. And maybe that's what you're um, alluding to. Yeah. But they don't see themselves, oh, we don't, we don't have to, you know, we're good. God's going to watch out for us. He may not watch out for you, but he's going to watch out for us. Right. And yeah, you didn't get that feeling at all. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why I bring up it going to the next topic is because I really want to touch on this because we've danced around it off the podcast enough with each other. And that's temples. Yeah. And the temples that were announced. Yeah. And uh, we'll get we'll talk about two specific ones before we get to the third one. I know Moose, I, w- I want you to handle that one because I, you okay. had some really good points on it. But one one's personal to all three of us, and that's Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. And that's that's a pretty um, amazing thing to get uh, to get a temple there. I lived there, Moose. I know you lived there for a little while, and she just just right down the street from where you lived in Florida as well. How cool is that? How cool is that? Yeah, I had I had to, I had to listen twice. I was like, where? Yeah, it's like, is that, it's like, Tallahassee, like, really? Florida. You know where? First of all, if you know Tallahassee at all, you know that you would go through this town not thinking it was the capital of Florida. And and I Correct. guess that's a, that's true in a lot of states, I suppose. But it, you you just go through there and you go, no way, this is not the capital of Florida. You know, mm-hmm. Miami or Orlando. You have you know, no, 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 Tallahassee. Yep, that's the capital. And we're getting a temple there which is just so amazing. I mean, I, I would have never guessed that 
ever. I, I think for me, the, the biggest uh, amazement or the biggest surprise for Temple was in China. Hold, hold on. See, hold on. Yeah, so I just said we're going to talk now. about two, and then we're going to talk about third one. You I, don't, I, don't, I don't have your notes. I don't have your... Nobody <laughs> just said it. The listeners will, will certainly let, let you know that I said it already. So before you go into the China one, I want to talk about another one because what the prophet said about this other one being built in Dubai was interesting. And I even mentioned this to Moose, and I had to go back to, to read and to listen again. And, he, and this is what he says exactly. The plan for a temple in Dubai comes in response to their gracious invitation, which we gratefully acknowledge. That's awesome, mm-hmm. isn't to it? To me, that is amazing. They invited the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to come and build a temple there. How that that is that is beyond amazing. That, that's yeah. There, there's nothing that I, you know. Well, you look I, at it as, I have one more amazing one. So yeah, yeah, the one you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So the, the only one that would top it would be what I said, China. But to get invited is is um, is amazing in itself. But then when you look at China, everyone knows that China is pretty closed off. Um, and again, they're 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 very they have a lot of rules of what. And but to be able to build a temple in Shanghai, wow, Shanghai, yeah. So so it's so funny because as conference was going on, in between conferences on the BYU channel is where I watched it. They had some specials, and it was uh, special of when BYU and the performers there, the like the performing arts, went to Shanghai and Beijing, uh, and they they performed a um, you know a theatrical uh, event, so both singing and, and dancing, and uh, you know just telling a story, and it was very cool. I watched it in between the conferences, and then they had a making of the behind the scenes, and it was very cool. Then, you know, they they talk about how. Um, one of the the uh, the apostles now really that he was there because they they originally went in 1979 and uh, he was there and he the prayer at that time when he was there said that uh, that the, the people that were there that their children would return to China and uh, and perform or it would return to China and sure enough some of the performers their parents were there at this event. And when they got the call for their son or daughter to go and perform in China, um, the the family was you know kind of emotional, uh, the mother and father, and they were like, "Wow, what's what?" You know, the the student was like, "Well, what are you what are you talking about?" You know, and and they're you know, "Why are you so? Are you happy for me?" And they're like, "Absolutely," and they mention this particular uh, person giving a prayer, saying that uh, you know their children would return to China. And that fulfilled that prayer. And, and so you, it came full circle. And so it was a very emotional uh, piece. But what an amazing thing. And it was about China. And then all of a sudden, at some point in time during the conference, you know, this was mentioned, uh, you know, I think, uh, I don't know if it's the same day or day later, I can't remember. But, but certainly an amazing thing because all of my life in the church has been, well, you'll know when we're getting close to the second coming because... We'll, we'll be in China, you know. You start worrying when we get in China. Well, folks, <laughs> I guess from what I know, <laughs> I should start worrying. And I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I just mean that if you're not prepared, wow, are we getting close or not? Well, and this is what makes it so exciting for members specifically. Um, and, and I say that only to point out that we know that we want to share the gospel with everybody. And we believe that we have that knowledge, and we want to share that. And going back to what about the law piece, uh, what I was saying, because he, he mentions in here, in every country this church 
teaches its members to honor and obey and sustain the law. So this is what is key because the temple that's going to be there, it's going to be by appointment only. There's going to be certain things they still have to abide by. But wow, like you said, Moose, it's it's such a great feeling when that was announced. And even when he announced it, he was choked up by it because what an honor to be able to spread. And we're not proselyting there. Don't get me that's wrong. Right. But to have the spirit there and the work can start and it can it, oh. it, little by little it'll grow. It's it's just amazing. To uh, yeah, a, a, look, a communist country, and we are there, and we are we, not only we just don't have a church there. We're not proselyting per se, and have missionaries doing that unless somebody's you know absolutely interested and they contact us. But you know we're there doing service for 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 the Chinese people and the communities, and if they want to learn more, they can come learn more. And how great is it to have a temple of God in China? Unbelievable. And it took uh, my the breath away out of it when I heard that. And, and, and as I think about that, I, I just think that, yeah, we're, we're, we are getting close. And when I th- listened to one of the speakers, I don't know who it was. Um, There's probably more than one, but I, it may have been Uke Dorth or, or, or someone. But they had mentioned how we are can use all of the technology that we have to preach the gospel. And it was mentioned specifically. And I just thought, what an incredible thing to say that, particularly in this time when you have COVID-19 and how we are still preaching the gospel, even though we're limited of getting out and touching and shaking the hands of, uh, of, of the children of God. I mean, that, you know, think about that. Our neighbors, we can't shake their hand, but tell you what, I can preach the gospel to you. I can tell you what I know so you can come closer to God. You, you know, as you, as you speak about the, the speakers, and, you know, there was something President Nelson said that really, really spoke to me. Um, and you, when you mentioned technology, information and stuff, and I'm, I'm going to quote a couple of lines if you guys don't mind here. He said, um, you know, people are still losing their way, ignoring great and marvelous things that have been heard from pulpits around the world. Uh, yet most people do not embrace these truths, either because they do not know where to look for them or because they are listening to those who do not have the whole truth or because they have rejected truth in favor of worldly pursuits. You know, we, we, we've had friends who've, who've gone different ways, who hear different messages, who don't believe for whatever reason, who are looking for answers to questions that they may be asking, but are looking for an answer for a specific answer. I know we've covered this in previous episodes and here we are in in general conference. And he's speaking to that, you know, he goes on to say the adversary is clever for millennia. He has been making good look evil and evil look good. His messages tend to be loud, bold and boastful. I mean, these are things that are happening right now. These are things that may have been happening in the past, but because because of social media, because of all the information that we have at our fingertips, it's growing exponentially. And to hear the president speak of that, to speak in that nature, to speak of, of, of technology, uh, to speak of that the information is there, yet we, we, why are we still looking away? I mean, that for me spoke spoke huge for me. You know, uh, sorry, I, I'm feeling very emotional right now, but going, just going really quick, if I could, I know we're out of time, but going back to Hosanna's shout, after we did that, I spoke to my family and I said, when we stood up and did that as a church, we are saying who's on the Lord's side, who we are choosing right now, which side to be on. And we have to do that every day in our lives. And it's not easy, but we still have to do that. Uh, we have to make those choices to be on the Lord's side, to stand up and shout Hosanna to his name in whatever way that may be. You know, uh, the last thing I will say is, is as you say that, Mike, uh, it 
brings me to something that the President Irene, he said, I know from experience that Satan and his servants try to make us feel that we must not pray. Um, when Joseph Smith exhorted all of his power to call upon God to deliver him from the power that tried to bind him, his prayer for relief was answered in Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ appeared. You know, you know think about that when somebody says from experience, <laughs> that I know from experience that Satan and his servants try to make us feel that we must not pray. It's, it's so true, um, you know, whether it be a Hosanna shout or uh, just a simple prayer, it keeps us in line. And the more times we do it, the closer we're going to come closer to God. So, man, there's so much we could talk about in the conference. I, I think that uh, we could talk about it over the next few weeks. And uh, maybe we'll pick some other stuff out to talk about. But certainly an exciting time uh, going forward. So it'll be interesting to see how we have to spread the gospel in a different way now in the world. Who knows when this thing will end? Tomorrow is a worldwide fast. We'll see just how quickly the Lord can answer the prayers of uh, the faithful. So with that, thanks for joining us on the podcast. We hope to catch you again next week. You have been listening to Everyday Mormon Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us, podcast at everydaymomentpodcast.com.